Wombles. What are you talking about? Okay, so the Wombles of Wimbledon. <laughs> I completely forgot that this is this is such an English thing. Um, they were these. I think they were books first, and they were a TV show, mm-hmm. and they live in burrows, and their whole like. Um, thing is about like rubbish and recycle like they were they were environmentalists before it was cool to be an environmentalist gotcha. because the books I think the books were written in like the 60s like my mum and aunts had them growing up so it, they must have been written in like the 60s um and the there were wombles everywhere but the ones in the book live in Wimbledon Common and they're the wombles of Wimbledon and then they became a and then it was a tv show and they kind of look like and this is why I think mm-hmm in our later conversation with Rosie, mm-hmm. which which we'll talk about in a minute, <laughs> this is, I think, why I think badgers have been relegated to the to a, a mythical creature yeah. in my head, because Wombles kind of look like little brown badgers. They're like yeah, like anti like hybrid of a badger and a fox, or yeah, something. and with like very pointy noses though. Yeah, very pointy noses. Um, they're so weird. yeah, like like they're so weird, but they're so cute, and <laughs> they just they had like they had these this song. They had like songs and stuff. Like they're almost you're a wombles. Like they have they have like hits and stuff. They're they're almost not cute, Ella. I don't know how to explain this. They're sort of horrifying looking. They are cute, but I think if you push them like in one like a little bit further, they're very scary. Yeah, I mean, like because of their like long. Because also they look huge. No, they're teeny tiny. They're tiny. Well, they have yeah, people in. Tiny. I guess they just have people in the costumes of them. Yeah, and the, the idea costumes, of that is yeah, very that is, scary. Which is scary. <laughs> but back before it was CGI, it was like yeah, a man in a suit. Yeah. Um, but the idea is that like you know you you can't see them right because they're okay. so little and they hide and then they hide away in the little burrows. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah that I is mean, hilarious. <laughs> That you didn't. So that you didn't have funny. the wombles. Yeah, they're like a badger hedgehog mix. Actually, is yeah. what I was saying. Like the little, the little hedgehoggy pointy nose. Yeah, I can see that. But like they're not. Yeah, they're like brown, but they're not. They've got the the port, the claws, and they're not spiky. <laughs> There's a film, and they have a film called Wombling Free. <laughs> they're iconic. I'm sure there's like a million of these that I have that you didn't have, but there's something that's so. English about being like, did you have the Wombles? And I was like, it's no. So, it's, uh, the Wombles of Wimbledon. What are you talking about? <laughs> we definitely didn't. But I mean, also, yeah. we're, as this airs, like, I'm, we're going to get messages being like, we did. It was on PBS, and I just didn't watch it. But sure, but it, it definitely it, wasn't. Yeah, it's it's so English. Yes, yeah, for sure. <laughs> did you have the Tweenies? No, Tweenies. Oh my god, you didn't have the Tweenies. Oh, there no. are so many of these. Did you have the Telly? You have the Telly Tubbies, Tubbies though, right? Yes. Tell you how much you had. Yes. You didn't have the, the tweenies were sort of like what you graduated to when you became too old for the Teletubbies. Oh. They were supposed they were people, but they weren't. They were like blue and stuff. <laughs> and they're cute. And I'm quite, looking at them now. Yeah, yeah they're, they're like, cute. They're sort of Muppety. Yeah. Like yeah, Muppet vibes. Muppet Teletubbies is what I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. And they had a dog called Doodles oh. who was like orange and blue or something. Yeah, he was yeah. great. I see him now. Wow. Yeah. Um yeah, there are going to be loads of those. Yeah. Um, that's so because I, I and I feel like it works less the other way around because so much of so many of the yeah, American exports are things that we had like Sesame Street and stuff mm-hmm. like we all had and Elmo and everything. Yeah. So, um, 
But yeah, the Wombles, That's they were great. So <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I have a pretty big, well, I have two neighborhood updates for you. Um, <gasps> okay, tell me. Okay, the first one, and this is huge, is my neighbor in, in the, like the same building as me had got an eight-week-old puppy. <gasps> His name is Turbo. No! <laughs> I know. Oh. It's oh my god, the cutest little bug-eyed thing I've ever seen. Turbo is a Boston Terrier, uh, so he's oh like god. little bug-eyed, big ears, but like long, long little yeah. legs already. Yeah. Um, and he can't meet the dogs yet because he's still like getting vaccinated and stuff. But I've gotten to play with Turbo uh, <gasps> and hold him, and it just oh my god, the, the puppy kisses. He's so oh. sweet already. And the dogs are just like, they're so excited to meet him because they see him and then they can't yeah. interact. And they're just like, oh, oh, oh. And I'm, it's just so cute. They're going to have a friend soon. And hopefully he'll get vaccinated soon because my neighbor was like, well, I'm going uh, to a wedding in a couple weeks because I offered the dogs <gasps> it. And he was like, so if he's ready. And I was like, yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. It's- you're going to get to puppy sit. I know. I know. Oh my god, and and and, and Crumb and Cricket can be like uncles. I it's gonna know. be so cute. I know. It's and like because he's he's gonna be bigger than um I you know or yeah. longer certainly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but oh, it's I can't wait. So I'll try and update everyone. I'll try and get photos. Also, I keep I get too excited. I I don't even think about pulling out my phone. But yeah, please her photos. photos. So cute. Um, vital. Yeah. Did you say there was another thing? There was another piece. There's of- another thing. Okay. It's 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 less huge, but um, I think I've talked about this before. Where Grant is has been trying to feed the ravens on our street for no, no. Okay. What he's been trying to befriend the ravens because you know how they'll they'll bring you things if you know it's yes. Um, and so multiple times it's like like either we'll see them and he won't have anything on him to give them or he goes out and they like get scared away instead of coming but he finally he grabbed some cheerios he saw them and he he fed them and they saw that it was him so we're making progress on on oh trying God. to befriend the neighborhood ravens that's the other that is really exciting yeah. yeah it would be so cool if at some point like you and grant could be that like witchy couple <sighs> who like have like yeah ravens doing their bidding like right? bringing them bringing you like them coins and yes. stuff like that would be so cool. That's, that's the goal. Because apparently you can like leave a little drawer and they'll like put things in it. If you leave them food in the drawer, they'll put things in it. They'll like, they'll pay for their food. Yeah. <laughs> that's so respectful. <laughs> <laughs> so working on that, um, that's a longer process, I think, than the puppy, but pretty exciting stuff going on over here. That is, that is a very <laughs> exciting stuff. Um, oh my God. Do we have any news? Percy, you got anything to report? He's just looked round at me like I was asleep. Uh, Leave me no. alone. <laughs> um, no, we don't actually. Okay. Um, what have we been doing? What's been going on with you and me lately? <laughs> I'm telling you, she knows. She absolutely knows what I'm oh, saying. Definitely. It's just refusing to to answer me. Um, no, she's been a very good girl lately. Um, mm-hmm. We've been hanging out. Uh, she's really into her laser pen at the moment. Oh yeah, that's that's the thing that's 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 really exciting her. It's just that occasionally she she realizes that the laser pen is 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 behind the light moving, 
And then she gets like annoyed at me and like comes up and like bats, like smacks the actual pen in my hand. And as if to be like, I, like, I, I get it now. Like I've seen, I've seen behind the trick. Yeah. Um, so like that's, it's, it's like she'll forget and then she'll remember anew and get annoyed again. That's really <laughs> like, that's, it's, it's entertaining for sure. Um, but no, she's, she's just been, she's been a good girl. Um, we had the first, it was another one of those like rare sunny days at the moment. So she did spend most of today, like she's so long when you stretch her out. Mm-hmm. Like I just forget. And because she spends so much time curled up. But she spent like a lot of this morning stretched to her full length in a patch of sunlight. And I was like, I feel the same way, babe. Like spring will come soon. (laughs) Like it will, it will be, it will come soon. Yeah. I Um, mean, even here, I I talked about this a little bit in when we were talking about Rosie, but it's been just today it's finally cleared up, but it's just been pouring rain here. mm. And the dogs don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I cannot find like I have little raincoats for them. Um <laughs> but they don't they're, they're not the most comfortable of their their outfits. So it's been it's been a, a rough few days for them cuz they're just like mm, Yeah, go. do you do they go out in the rain? Like do they mm-hmm. but they hate it. Yeah. They like they, they get used like it. to it, but it's you know, they it's just wet. Crumb does a thing where yeah. like at a certain point after he's like gone to the bathroom, he's like I don't want to keep walking and he'll just like stand stop yeah yeah we have to go very fair yeah yeah Simba like similarly like it doesn't like the rain doesn't like his raincoat every time you put it on he gives you like sad puppy eyes and lies down (laughs) and looks at you like I can't believe you're humiliating me yeah and then equally he'll go out and then once he's done done his business he's like can we go back now I'm I'm over this This that was better (laughs) yeah yeah Um, and like my mum has like, me and my mum have our like catch up cool, our daily catch up cool when she's walking the dog. So it is quite funny like hearing, because Sims obviously is my mum's third child. Yeah. So hearing her talking to me and then being like, come on, baby. No, we're going this way. No, we're not going down there. No, come on. And then hearing his new thing that he does in a walk is like, he, he barks at bigger dogs. Yeah. And so that's funny. Mum is like, Ella, if you could see the size of this dog that Simba's barking at. Like, he's going to start a fight and he's not going to be able to finish it because he's a, a small, fluffy thing and it's an Alsatian. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You stop. <laughs> yeah, that's a, um, that's a cricket move also. To be like, yeah. what is that, a pit bull? Small man syndrome. I'll take it. And it's like, no, yeah. leave it alone. <laughs> It'll bite your head off, but okay. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh. Yeah, we have... A great guest also. Uh, we, we've already we teased do. it a few times. Um, will you tell them about Rosie? Just a little a little tease. I would love to. Yeah. So we're joined today by Rosie Talbot, who's amazing. She's a writer. Um, she's also a book talker. And she is also a cat parent. Um, <laughs> and she has a, I mean, as you will hear, she has a history of excellent cats and excellent cat names. Yeah. She also lives in the British countryside. So you've got some, we've got some like amazing countryside animal stories yeah. and coming for you guys as well enough that i don't want to give anything away but enough that after we stopped recording ella and i were like we could probably like split a property out there right we could just uh, yeah figure it- we were like okay so long time retirement plan <laughs> yeah. we move we move there and, <laughs> and spend the rest of our days and with like <laughs> yeah surrounded by little animals in our and little cabin yeah yeah like as it like yeah exactly like disney princesses yeah so that's what we're working <laughs> on <laughs> 
yeah so that's what we're working towards and in the meantime um you've got a great interview ahead of you guys yeah let's jump in Okay, so today we are joined by Rosie Talbot. Rosie is a friend of mine. She's a writer. She's a book talker. She's a bookseller. She's a pet parent. And uh, she is the author of 16 Souls. Rosie, we are so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. It's wonderful. Um, We do want to talk about your book, but we have to not do that yet because we need to know about the pets in your life the most important part yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. It's not your hard work because, and all of that like we just need to hear about the little critters that are near you I mean I feel like realistically as emotional support cats the book would never have been done without their input mm, oh, mm, certainly something that they would claim <laughs> as they claim literally everything in my life is theirs so <laughs> they can also claim my book as theirs because they will <laughs> so I have two cats we have uh, Tinker Fluff, otherwise known as Fluff Bucket, Tinker Floof, Floof Bell. And she's, yeah. she's adorable. She's a very prim and proper, fluffy, sort of medium to long hair tabby cat who mm. has like curly hair on her belly as well. And she'll flip herself <sighs> over and you can smoosh her belly. And it's kind of like the best part of every day. Not gonna yeah, lie. a cat that appreciates a belly smoosh, I think is like the top, like that's a top quality for a cat to possess, I think, because a lot of them are a bit protective about their bellies. So the fact that you have a willing belly smoosher, like that is amazing. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. And she's very different to our other cat who is called Captain Haddock. And Captain <laughs> Haddock is a black and white tuxedo cat who is essentially just 99% chaos. And... <laughs> Like 1% affection, but not, <laughs> not to me. Um, sure. I mean, my, so my partner gets a lot of love from Captain Haddock and I get sort of, oh, well, you're there. That's nice. Um, or, or sometimes worse because she's very jealous. She's very mm. jealous. And she wants every single like moment of my partner's attention so if like we're in bed she will find a way to wedge her fluffy little body between us and then she will put her paws on my back and she will push (laughs) (laughs) and be like this is my human go find another one (laughs) you know those tiktoks that are like the chances of your cat stealing your man are never zero it's it's it gives that energy like like she's looking at you in your sleep like, he's mine. You need to know this. <laughs> that is 100% the energy that Haddock is bringing to our household. <laughs> and it's kind of was that from like day one um, was was sort of weak. So Tinker Fluff was always quite a nervous cat. Mm. And when we first got her, you know, she she stayed in her carrier for a day. You know, we didn't, oh. she just kind of didn't want to come out. And it was fine. We didn't pressure her. And she eventually kind of ventured out. And then we got Captain Haddock about six months later. And we thought maybe it would be the same thing. No, not at all. <laughs> it's just like, cool. So I own all this. That's great. Um, <laughs> well, and I think by the time she'd had about half an hour in her house, she'd been on every surface. And she was just this little kitten. And she was like, yeah, I can get to that. I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> That's mine. And then she walked right up to Tinkerbell and was like, hey, you're mine too. And Tinkerbell was like, I don't think so. And they've been having that battle ever since. Oh, <laughs> so do they get on? Like, is it like a sibling relationship? Like, what's their vibe together? 
they definitely get on they'll curl up and groom each other which is really sweet oh, but it's God. very much uh, very much a question of um is it ha- I have tried to have lengthy conversations about consent with Haddock mm. and how sometimes people and other animals and sometimes inanimate objects do not want to be pinned down <laughs> and forcefully groomed. Yeah. Sometimes they want to do their own thing. She doesn't get this. It's mm. whatever she wants. So she will like pin Tinker Fluff down and just like groom her. And Tinks will put up with it for a certain amount of time. And then she's like, no, and there'll be a fight. Mm. And then they'll just be sort of ignoring each other for a few hours. And then the whole cycle starts again. <laughs> Um, did you get them as kittens or were they grown? We did get them as kittens. Um, we So I had a cat since I was a teenager called Wizzy White Whisker. He was a black, black yes. cat with white whiskers. Excellent naming conventions names, over here, Rosie. So good. <laughs> we have, so good. We have some weird names in our, in our, for cats in our family. But yeah, I have Wizzy since I was probably about 12, 11 or 12. Um, and he lived into his teens easily and when he passed away we got Tinkerbell just before he passed away to kind of keep him company because he'd never been a lone cat and we'd had other cats who'd who'd gone so we got we got him a kitten and they loved each other so much and she definitely extended his life as this old geriatric cat he took one look at her and was like you brought me a fluffy thing thank you I love her and (laughs) and it was just the sweetest little relationship and then when about yeah I would say it's probably six to seven months later when Wizzy finally went we didn't want to leave Tinks on her own for too long because again she'd never been on her own mm-hmm. and she had such a wonderful relationship with Wiz we thought you know yeah okay so we we found another kitten quite quickly and um I'm not saying we made the wrong choice we did. <laughs> Haddock is a wonderful vibrant and gorgeous part of our household but did we find a chill relaxed best friend with similar whizzy vibes the tinks to hang no no we did not no no we found mm. a tiny chaos demon who like oh, just yeah I don't think tinks like appreciates the gift mm-hmm. um, <laughs> she sometimes looks at us with exasperation of just like why it's been three years and why yeah um yeah. but ultimately they do get on yeah I sometimes think that cats like it's like they know they know the intention that you had when you got them and often will be like haha you thought you thought I was gonna do do what you wanted but but I'm a cat and that's not how we roll because I definitely got a cat with the intention of her being like a sweet little mate for me and she's like 90% chaos demon as well like she's, <laughs> she's like a she's a diva like so uh, maybe yeah it sounds like Haddock was like I'm gonna prove you wrong <laughs> I've recently discovered okay I don't have any kids so I, I but I have friends who have kids and mm. they sort of say oh you know you, when you first have kids you don't ever want to kind of resort to the television as a distraction I wish somebody had told me sooner that people put 12 hour length videos of birds on YouTube because I recently. Game changer. Absolute game changer. Because when I write them, they will sit on my feet and sing at me. They will want to go in and out of the door. They're just constantly. And it's, it's very sweet because it means that they need me and they love me and they want my attention and they want me to play with them. And I I appreciate that. And I do take breaks and I play with them, but I can't pay them attention 100% of the time. So I'll put, you know, birds on youtube and they'll just sit and watch it yeah wow it's brilliant i gotta try that i haven't tried it yet 
It's so, it's literally it's similarly for when I'm writing. It's been a total game changer. And like often I get guilt because Percy, my cat, is a is a single cat, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, maybe she should have had a friend. So it does reassure me to know that even though you have two, they still want your attention all the time. <laughs> so that's a relief. But yeah, twelve hour videos of birds, wow. twelve hour videos of mice. There's like a <laughs> there's one that's like a little goldfish game. So Percy will like sit on the unit and like pat the telly as she tries to catch the goldfish. Oh. Hours. And then and then it's like it works her brain and then she mm-hmm. gets tired and goes to sleep. It's amazing. So whoever puts those videos up, thank you so we much. Appreciate them so much. <laughs> we really we do. I mean, my cats are indoor outdoor cats. We live in the countryside. Yeah. There is no traffic. They can go out, they can have adventures. <laughs> and they do if it is perfect summer weather. If it is, mm-hmm. if there's a tiny bit of damp, they're like, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Just stay yeah, on the it's couch so funny that they could go and watch real birds, but they're like, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. We literally have bird feeders set up. They can sit in the kitchen and watch real birds and real squirrels and woodpeckers <laughs> and some really, really enthusiastic crows. And sometimes deer come into the garden. They, oh they my God. Yeah, they have their own cat TV. Um, also badgers. Um, badgers. Okay, wait, we need to talk about the animals of the British countryside, given that you're throwing all of these yeah. at us, Rosie. <laughs> Okay, I, as a born and bred Londoner, have never seen a real life badger. So I need you to talk about badgers for a minute. Like, <laughs> do they do they come in? Um, what do they yeah. tell me everything? So we have apple trees in our garden. And <gasps> so every autumn when the apples fall, we also live next to an orchard. So we're just, it's a lot of food. So our garden is like full of animals and we put bird feed out in out of animals as I'm well. Sorry, so are you are you Snow White? Up. What is happening? <laughs> so yeah, the badgers will the badgers will come into the garden, and there there's couple there's we call them big badger and little badger because one is bigger than the other. I think one might be maybe last year's cub or the year before's cub, and then the other one is like maybe one of the parents' badgers. They're pretty brave. Um, I was once, we have a, a studio, an art studio at the bottom of our garden, which we're currently just using for storage. And last year I was doing some work down there because I needed a little bit of um, space to do a practical project. I can't remember what it was now, um, probably bookshelf related. And <laughs> I've been working late down there and I have my torch and the cats often like to come down and work with me. You know, they want to know what I'm doing and get involved. So they were playing around in the studio and I was like, okay, it's late. Let's go back to the house. It's not that far. I have a little torch and we have to go between two of the apple trees. And I'm walking up the garden path back to the house and the cats are staying quite close to me and Tinker Fluff suddenly stops and sort of looks. And she doesn't freak out or anything, but I was like, oh, what are you looking at? And I raised the torch and there's like a badger about a meter and a half away under the apple tree, just <gasps> chomping away on apples. <laughs> And the badger looks at me and the cats and we all look at the badger and then we just both decide to go on our way. <laughs> and the badger never ran away. And it's done it a few times now. And if you sit in the garden watching the bats like swooping and you don't move too much and the badgers come, they'll just happily snuffle around you and eat their eat their apples. Wow. Oh my God. I'm gonna need like videos and pictures of the badgers. I'll take, Rosie. I'll take a video. Please. <laughs> That's amazing. I like. Badgers are kind of like myth, like a bit mystical to me. Like sometimes I forget they are real and not like yeah. a fantasy. Thing. Like because also because you know obviously they're like they're the Hufflepuff um, symbol. So sometimes in my head they make the swap from the the Ravenclaw eagle to like something fantastic. Do you know what I mean? It's like Definitely. I'm like, are you, 
do you exist? I don't know. I've I've never I've seen you as many times as I've seen a unicorn. So you know. I I've never seen a unicorn. Wait, have I? No, I don't think I have. But I've definitely <laughs> definitely seen badgers, and I've definitely seen deer. Although, speaking of like fantastical, slightly mythical creatures, I do a little bit live in Narnia. Because where I live has a very large number of white and albino animals. Apparently, there are albino squirrels. I've never seen one and I've lived here for most of my life. But I've opened the door to a very shocked postman before who was just like, I just saw a white squirrel. Wow. Um, I'm really excited. And I've never seen one. My parents have seen them. I haven't. But what we do have is a lot of white deer. Wow. What? Yeah. So I... Growing up in this area, it just it never occurred to me that white deer isn't something that's just everywhere because there's a lot of them here. And like white stags with the full antlers and the Oh my like, just, god. I just thought that was normal. And I remember reading Narnia for the first time and there being the white stag in that. And I was like, that's nice, but I didn't think it was anything special. Mythical. <laughs> and then um non-existent. When first, yeah, when I first convinced my partner to move down here, um, I said. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned the the white deer and got the response of, uh, that's very rare and not a thing. And I was like, it's definitely a thing. It's definitely, a th- what, do you, what do you mean it's not a thing? And I said, we are going to go for a walk in the woods right now. I'm going to prove this to you. So we pulled our wellies on, we went up to the woods. And then as soon as we got into the woods, I was really nervous. I was like, what, what if... What if it fails? What if we don't see a white deer and I'm going to look like a fool? And, I, and it was like, oh no woods don't fail me now and it was a lovely day but it was kind of cooler in the woods and there was like a mist on the ground and there was a clearing and we stepped into the clearing and the first thing we saw was a was a white stag and I was like there you go wow I was like there you go there's one it was like a little collection of like young young bucks or young so I don't know the lingo for deer and they were just and one of them was like white and it did all that noble thing with the antlers and I was like there you go there's a there's a white stag for you should we go and get lunch like the 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 symbol in so many like fantasy books of like hope or like a return <laughs> and like a you know what I mean like house of the dragon and throne of glass and all of these like big fantasy epics was like a white deer that returns and yeah Narnia and it's like a symbol of like hope being resurrected <laughs> and you just like saw it before you went off and had a sandwich like I can't even wow yeah we just have them running around I don't know if it's an official percentage but I would say from many of the herds that I see, maybe 10% are sort of white or white oh, dappled grey. Wow. Um, I don't know how many of them are like true albinos, but they they certainly have a lot of lighter colour colouring. And I think it's just in the the herds in this area. I was just gonna ask if you knew why. Like it's interesting that they're both deer and squirrel. Like what what yeah, happened? Like albino animals in general. What magic yeah, well just... did they drink out of? And <laughs> Well, I suspect maybe a local wizard or witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. not sure who yet, but I have my suspicions. Yeah. Mm. I've got some wonderfully eccentric neighbours. So. <laughs> it does sound like the kind of place you would have wonderfully eccentric neighbours. I have to say, like it, it does sound like the kind of place where there would be a local witch. You know? I'm in cottage country. I'm. I live in the sort of place where, you know, um, when I give my address out to sort of American publishers who are sending me stuff, they're like, "Oh, okay, so." You live in a fantasy world. <laughs> you know, it's not quite a Dorset address where, like, it really is, like, you know, Piddle Trent side and Piddle Hinton and sort of, you know, <laughs> those sorts of like really, like really ridiculously adorable sounding names. But it's not far off. It's yeah. that kind of. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, 
It's such a fantasy. Okay, we are going to take a brief pause, have a quick break, and then we will be right back with some more from Rosie. Keith, do you know what I love more than the trivia, comedy, and celebrity guests on our podcast, Go Fact Yourself? No, what, Helen? Sharing all of those things with an actual audience. Yes, well, lucky for you, Go Fact Yourself is back to being a live audience show. Woohoo! Yeah, we've got a free recording coming up on January 15th in Los Angeles and February 11th in Pasadena. And if you can't make it there, all of our recordings will still be available as a podcast. Twice a month, every month on MaximumFun.org. Yeah, no excuses. So if you're not listening, you can go fact yourself. Hey there, it's Annabelle Gerwich. And I'm Laura House. We host Tiny Victories, the 15-minute podcast that's about the little things. Getting into the tiny victory frame of mind is about recognizing minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. Isn't it a wonderful day when the first password you try actually works? When it's freezing cold outside and toasty as all get out in my shower, my tiny victory is that I turn off the water and get on with my day. We can't change this big dumb world, but we can celebrate the tiny wins. So join us on Maximum Fun or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get tiny! Wow. I like, I mean, I didn't even know white deer were actually a thing. So that's so cool. So you said you had like a lot of cats in your family. Are you like quite a cat family? Yes. I always grew up with cats. My dad, my dad loves cats. He always says that if cats weren't a thing, we'd have to invent them, which actually, seeing as we domesticated them, we kind of <laughs> like them. But um, yeah, growing up, we had these two cats called Tim and Fred, both of who were girls. Um, Love it. They were just called Tim and Fred because it's a cat. Gender's irrelevant. Yeah. And they were just these like twin twin sisters, and we had them my whole life um, up until I was probably oh gosh, do you know what? I was probably it's probably right before we got Wizzy. I think we probably got Wizzy because Tim and Fred passed away. So yeah, I had them all through like um, growing up till my teens, and then we got Wizzy White Whisker and Bramble. And then Bramble had kittens and we kept one of them called Mad Demon Maliki. And as you do, so Mad Demon Maliki, um, <laughs> so we kept, we kept her. And then my sister and her girlfriend moved in with us again briefly and brought their cats who were called Fat Sauron and Pepe. So at one point we had... Fat Sauron. Fat Sauron and Pepe. And yeah, so... Excellent. And then my sister and her girlfriend moved out and left, with the, uh, left us with the cats. So then we had those five cats. And then... Sadly, we lost them one by one, and then we eventually got the two we have now. So yeah, we've kind of always had cats. Wow, fat! I mean, and just ec- excellent names again, like Fat Sauron. That's that's fantastic. Really good, Fat Sauron and Pepe. That's really good. He was he was a he was a monster of a cat. He was the sweetest, most gentle cat. Also, completely fireproof. Like he would. We have an we have an open fireplace. And this cat would sleep so close to the fire. I was like, how? Like, if I put my hands there for any period of time, it hurt. Yeah. And yet this fully furred cat is just sleeping there. And he would sleep on top of radiators and you could like smell him singeing. And he'd be like, no, I'm good. I'm good. 
And so I think even though we didn't name him, I feel like Sauron was a good, a good name for yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, like firming the fires of Mount Doom. Like, that's so impressive. Yeah, Mount Doom would not bother that cat in the <laughs> I have the opposite cats. My, we, the, it's been raining in Los Angeles like, like crazy. And obviously, for, for you guys, it's not abnormal, but the problem is here, we don't have like the infrastructure for it. So everything floods and like yeah. the power goes out for hours and stuff. Um, but yesterday, the power went out and I had to light candles. Um, and both of my cats immediately singed themselves, like walking up to them. Oh. And I was like, what? stop. Like, what is wrong with you? Don't they have an instinct that tells them That's to like avoid? <laughs> like you feel the heat? Yeah, Percy, like, so she hates, if I light candles with a light or a match, she'll run away. But then when the candle is lit, she'll come over and she'll get, she'll get real close. Like, <laughs> like out of curiosity, she'll be like, is it? Am I gonna? How close can I? How close can I get <laughs> here? And then eventually she's like, okay, too close, too close, and backs away. But it's like a little game of chicken she plays with herself. I don't know. It's very funny. I have a question about because, like we said, all of your cats have incredible names. Um, where do they come? Like, is do you just look at the cat and go, oh, you're Tinker Fluff, or is there a process? There's usually a process. Okay. So with Tinks. She was originally called Tinkerbell, very briefly, by my father, who decided to get us a gift of like a collar with a bell. And none of our cats have ever worn collars. They've all just been microchipped. So if mm-hmm. they get lost, um, then, you know, if somebody finds them, we, we can get them back. But I never put collars on them. But we were like, okay, fine. Yeah, we'll give it a go. So she wore, when she was a kitten, she wore this little red collar with this adorable little bell. And the idea was that it would stop her being a hunter because the birds would hear her coming. And instead, what it did was turn her into the niftiest, most terrifyingly dangerous hunter the world has ever seen because she learned to hunt without ringing the bell. How? She essentially, you know how like you play with most cats and they'll fling themselves around and chase it? She doesn't do that. She will watch that toy and she will strike once and it will die. Oh my God. Yeah, so she's a really good hunter. So we have, we keep, the doors like we keep them in at certain times when the birds are most active because we you know it's, it's the least we can do after yeah. creating this like deadly creature <laughs> um and so her name evolved so she was kind of tinkerbell for a bit and then it kind of yeah it just kind of fell away and she became fluff bucket or t- and then she was yeah and then it tinker fluff just seems to have stuck it just seems to be what she gets called the most so Mm. Yeah, Tinkerfluff. And then Captain Haddock was always Captain Haddock, but uh, named after the Tintin character. Mm. Um, and when we first got her, we were told that she was a boy because we were looking for a boy to replace the male cat that we'd lost. And we were like, okay, cool. And to be fair to the person who we got her from, um, she does look a lot like a boy downstairs. <laughs> and even the vet on her first few checkups was like, yes, cool. It's a boy. We can um, book him in for snippety snip. And then during the snippety snip, we got a phone call going, surprise, it's a girl. Do you still want to go ahead? And we were like, yes, please go ahead. But okay. (laughs) And then a few people said to us, oh, well, you should change her name because Captain Haddock isn't a good name for a girl. And we were like, well, I think you'll find that women can be captains too. I don't really see how that's a problem. No. And yeah, we just stuck with her name. And for ages, we 
kept on saying he instead of she because we'd been saying he for so long. Yeah. It's been a few years now. We we remember to say she now. But again, the cat doesn't care. No. <laughs> yes, they do not care. He does not care. <laughs> they don't care about gender. Absolutely not. She's too busy climbing the curtains. So, um, yeah. And what were and the then, others called? What was the Mad Demon Malachi? Ma- so Mad Demon Malachi was, first of all, she was just the kitten because Bramble um, had her first litter. And unfortunately, it was just the kitten and a stillborn kitten. Oh, so oh, yeah. She just had a litter of one. Mm-hmm. And so we just called her the kitten. And then we thought we'd keep her. And not realizing that apparently cats can get pregnant right away mm-hmm. again. Um, so Bramble got pregnant right away and gave birth to a litter of four wow. shortly after. So we just had the little kittens and the big kittens. So then she was the big kitten. Yeah. <laughs> and, then we, and then when we realized we were going to keep her, we kind of were like, oh, we should think of a name. And um, she she used to climb the back of our legs to mm. get to the counter to get to food. Yeah, personally. And I don't know who do started this, and I hope I'm allowed to swear on here because for a while she was just called the little shit. Yeah. <laughs> she would climb up your leg and you'd be like, ah, little shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were like, we can't call our cat little shit. That's awful. We have to give it a name. And then I, ca- I think it was maybe my sister who saw the name Malachi and was like Malachi and it ended up like sticking again I'm pretty sure Malachi is a boy's name it doesn't mm-hmm. but in this house it does not matter yeah you've had um, Tim and Fred exactly like, like it doesn't matter they don't care matter. and <laughs> then and name. then the mad demon bit came from the fact that she never stopped climbing everybody's legs and bouncing around the house and she just became mad demon Malachi <laughs> Amazing. It just just sounds, she sounds like a a children's book character, like Madima Maliki, who like, I don't know, is like the, you could just like, I don't know, like a gangster, like she's like a mafia boss of a local town and she's got this reputation. Like, I don't know. I'm, it's such a good name. I was going to say, it it. sounds like something you use to like stop your kids from doing something where you're like, (laughs) hey, if you don't behave, (laughs) Madima Maliki is going to come. Yeah, <laughs> she would absolutely love that. I'm sure she's in the afterlife, living her best afterlife as some kind of demonic entity that can be summoned yes. on like every third Friday of the month <laughs> and leave you leave you squishy presents in places you don't want squishy presents. So, yeah, she's, that's probably what she wanted to do with her afterlife. Bless her. I mean, it's good that you brought up the afterlife, Rosie, because that is that is what you have written about. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your book, please? Yeah. So it's a young adult fantasy, contemporary fantasy, set in York, the most haunted city in potentially the world, certainly Europe. Um, and it's a story about a teenage boy called Charlie who can speak to the dead. And when the ghosts of York start to go missing, he has to kind of pull himself out of his slightly reclusive existence and go and find out what is happening to them. It's very, um, very good. Yeah. But thank you. <laughs> there are ghost animals in it. Though. That was going to be the oh. next thing I was going to say. Can you talk about the ghost animals, please? <laughs> yes. So I have I have a ghost dog called Dante. So, so I don't know why. I have no idea how Dante made it. And he's a collie dog. And he was based off of my sister's collie, who's just like the sweetest but daftest dog. And I just remember being like, if you were a ghost, you'd just be exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so Charlie has to like let this dog out to go and pee, even though the dog doesn't pee or eat. But it likes to chase sticks and bark at squirrels. And it likes to chase sticks, but it can't bring them back. So mm. he has to like go and get the sticks. Aww. It's very, you know, but it's just like this. But he's still like to Charlie. So in my world building, seers can see, hear, but also interact so they can touch the dead. So to Charlie, Dante's a real dog. Yeah. He yeah. smells like dog. He gives dog cuddles. He gives dog hugs. You know, he hangs out with him. He so just sheds less, which is like amazing. <laughs> to feed. Like yeah. it, it just, it works out really well. Yeah. Um, and then there's also some ghost cats, although they're not so much characters. They're more background. But um, mm. there's some wonderful ghost stories in York about cats because, and this is very sad, bricking up cats into walls was a sort of ancient nobody really knows entirely what it was supposed to do, but it was a form of sympathetic magic to protect the household. So it's not unusual to find mummified cats in the walls of old buildings in the UK. And there are a number of rumours and a number of ghost stories in York about cats that were bricked up in walls, either cats that had already died or I, I don't know the gruesome details. I would hope they were already dead, but I don't know. Um, and they are said to sort of still haunt the place. So there's a famous one at the Snickleway Inn called Seamus. So I have him in the book. And then there's the Star Inn also supposedly has some cats in the walls. So I have a scene with Seamus like being chased by the other two cats. Um, wow. That's so cool. Yeah, I haven't got loads of ghost animals because the world would be way populated <laughs> yeah. if that was the case. But the odd, the odd domestic pet I think yeah too much fun not to put in I did not realize that the cat in the wall thing was a was a was a real thing I thought that was a a 16 souls thing I did not realize that was a no that's a real thing wow yeah and why just because hauntings and stuff like we love that um why is it that York is known as like the most haunted city in Europe if not the world like is, is there something about York in particular that you've come across that gives it that status it it just has so many ghost stories attached to it. It's a very old city. Um, mm. so, I mean, not compared to some cities in the world, but certainly compared to cities within the UK and mm. on Europe. And it was a very important city throughout British history. Um, and it's yeah, it's had a lot of changes of hands. It's had a lot of yeah. traumatic battles and a lot of things go down. And it's still yeah. got a lot of its old, beautiful old buildings. And for some reason, there's just a whole bunch of ghost stories. Uh, I think at least 500 separately reported ghosts, in, not in terms of like people who've seen ghosts, I mean like individuals ghosts. that have been yeah. reported. Yeah. So at some point, somebody gave the city the name of like the most haunted city in Europe, and the tourist board went, that sounds great. <laughs> and so now, now it's really, if you go, there are ghost tours everywhere. Mm-hmm telling yeah. you like the creepy haunted parts of York and um, they've got York Dungeon they've got all kinds of like experiences there's even a company called the York Ghost Merchants that are doing exceptionally well online like they make small souvenir ghosts that are beautifully handcrafted and wow. they they're lovely I have a few but they are actually really hard to get hold of unless you go to the shop on the shambles and queue for about three hours wow. oh my God. try and get in and get one and when I first went they just opened and I stood and chatted to them for 45 minutes and now they're they're really doing really well good. and it's it's great to see them do well but I think it just it ties into that magic of the city and yeah. the city feels so magical it feels haunted when you're there yeah I've been once and it absolutely feels really? haunted when you're there Ugh. um it it definitely has that 
Yeah, just the idea. Uh, yeah, just the idea of like th- things unseen. I suppose you know mm-hmm. that, that you can that you feel. Did you see any ghosts when you went, Rosie? I didn't. I was very sad. But to, to be fair, I was concentrating a lot on sort of editing my scenes. So yeah, <laughs> probably not looking out well enough. Every time you look yeah. down, they were like, "Hello," and you're like. Yeah, exactly. A ghost is probably sitting next to me being like, she's doing it wrong. I'm I'm getting really annoyed at me. And the ghost of like an editor just sat behind your shoulder. Like, that's not how I would do Mm -hmm. it. Oh, maybe that's got to go in book two now. The ghost of an editor. Just because it's so funny. Reading over someone's shoulder is really funny. A judgmental editor. Charlie being told he has to write write his memoir. And then then him being, no, no, you've got that wrong. No, 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 no. Your grammar boy, it's terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, if people want, well, no, we have to ask. Oh my god, I almost skipped the, the most important the, question, the question. The question that we have the to ask question. everyone, um, which is: If you were an animal, what animal would you be, Rosie? <gasps> oh, do you know what? I gave this more consideration that is possibly sensible, thanks to Philip Pullman mm-hmm. um, and the Dark Materials, mm-hmm. which of I, course was like it was still one of my favorite series is a huge part it's of ours as well yeah. it's just incredible so i absolutely gave hours of time <laughs> devoted to thinking about which animal i would be connected to or what my favorite animal is um and it, it's hard because i think my favorite animal is a pigeon yes and i think Another maybe pigeon lover, I ella i'm not I, alone i, I have I feel, yeah i, I just we have a lot of debate about pigeons we have a lot of debate alexis is very pro pigeon i'm very anti-pigeon i just i just i think it's because they have a bad reputation yeah i really understand Mm -hmm. but anything that has to wobble its head when its legs moves is automatically (laughs) a source of joy for me yes and i like the noise they make like that cooing sound because like growing Mm -hmm. up in the british countryside the cooing sound of a wood pigeon is just it's just kind of so calming to me. It means I'm home. Mm. Um, would I want to be a pigeon? Probably not. Um, <laughs> do you think um, you would have a pigeon demon? I think it would be quite funny. Yeah, I do too. It's actually, now so I'm like I, I reconsidering my whole life I, right now. <laughs> yeah, I would be sad if I got a pigeon for a demon. I'd be like, okay, cool. This is, I worry what this says about me, but yeah, let's go for it. Um, I feel like pigeons would give good snuggles. Mm-hmm. And they're a nice size. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I mean, birds in general are lovely. I love tiny birds. Wrens are wonderful because they're tiny mm. ping pong balls of attitude. And they're just <laughs> yeah. they're so small with their little tails and their little feet. And yet they're so feisty. So yeah. I do love wrens. And I do love otters mm. because yeah. they're just adorable. They're so cute. Mm. Um, and, and I love the little hand holding when they sleep so they <laughs> don't have to and I love um, octopus, mm. but the problem with I couldn't be an octopus because I have submechophobia. I'm terrified of man-made objects submerged in water, and yeah, there's no way I could be an octopus. And if my demon was an octopus, we'd be in trouble because yeah. I wouldn't be able to like be in the water or be around. I just have to be a lot of work. It around in a tank <laughs> or something. It would be really <laughs> awkward. So I think maybe I'll go for the pigeon. Yeah, yeah. I'm honestly reconsidering my whole my whole answer. Because we've got we've talked about how much I love pigeons before and I forgot to consider them as my demon. And it makes a lot of sense to me because also then you can still be a witch because it's a bird. But it's so funny if it's a pigeon. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And also, yeah, like, yeah, we're just like, thinking, you know, yeah. this character like 
dressed in black, so she's like, you know, menacing figure, <laughs> yeah. and somebody's looking on the road. There must be a crow or a raven demon. Like, what's this pigeon? Be like, like, all right, hey, <laughs> coo, coo. Hi, I'm Phil. Uh, happy to be here. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yes, Phil, the demon Phil. I think it's exactly, like, I'm just going to scooch my booty onto this ledge here and listen to what you've got to say. Carry on with your conversation. I'm not spying. I'm just chilling. And then also always getting like distracted by French fries left on the ground. And like, I love it. <laughs> it's really good. No, I need a pigeon. But my cats would absolutely not. Mm, the pigeon yeah. would not survive. They're quite mm. keen on that. Yes. One day, one day I will have a pigeon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love them. Ella, I, I'm going to, I'm going to convert you. Okay. You might do. Do you know what? I think also the, like, again, it's a city thing. Like I, I don't know if I will ever be sold on city pigeons. Like, I'm sorry. Like I just, it's just a, I, it, I think it's just from being a child and like <laughs> when, when there's so many of them and you're small and then they're just suddenly everywhere. I just think there's something about that fear that has, has stuck with me. Yeah. I do agree that a, um, a wood pigeon, like a countryside wood pigeon, is a di- is a different energy for sure. You know? I feel like, like so when I look at like Trafalgar Square full of pigeons, I know that other people see pigeons or sometimes see rats with wings because I've heard that a lot. Mm-hmm. I just see kittens because interesting. So there, um, I do not know everything there is to know about pigeons. So if this is wrong, I apologize to anybody listening who's like, well, actually, um, but. There are like main types of pigeons. So a wood pigeon is different from like the pigeon you find in London, which is called a feral pigeon. Mm. And it's called a feral pigeon because it was once a domesticated breed and we use them for like message carrying. And then we just we just left abandoned them. them. I know. And they became these wild feral animals. And and they actually do a lot better if somebody's looking after them and they do better in captivity than they do in the wild because they were sort of they were domesticated. So if you do find a pigeon and um, it's a it's a feral pigeon and sort of look after it then they usually do a lot better than if they're left yeah. to their own devices but obviously we cannot adopt every single feral pigeon <laughs> can you imagine there's <laughs> quite a lot of them you know yeah but, but it, yes yeah, I just sad. see a Trafalgar Square full of like abandoned kittens <laughs> oh they also okay. um there was a there was another podcast that did a whole pigeon special but they talked about how it's another sad thing so I'm sorry but um how you often see them with like missing toes and things mm. and usually the reason for that is that it's like human hair will get wrapped around what? them yeah it's it's so specific but because they're in like you know kind of gross areas where hair will collect it will like wrap around them and and they'll get all messed up and i just it's just sad because we are like responsible for them being so all around us and being annoying it's like well it's because they used to live with us and then we put them outside yeah, and then we abandoned them <laughs> yeah. they're funny and there are some like i've said really beautiful pigeons we just forget to look at them that way because they are everywhere mm. they do have beautiful plumage and like sometimes mm-hmm. quite like oil slick colors yeah things. they can be really yeah. beautiful yeah that yeah. is true Every once in a while, you see a pigeon, you're like, wow, you're stunning. Where did you come from? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe in time, I'll uh, I'll change my mind on pigeons. You just have to, I I feel like you got to reset your your childhood uh, pigeon trauma. My childhood trauma. (laughs) I think so, yeah. They just, yeah, it's when they all start at you and and fly at once that I get a bit like jumpy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I just, yeah. And then there was an incident. Oh God, there was an incident like maybe a couple of years ago now where 
my mum was driving under a bridge in London with like the sunroof open on her car and a pigeon flew in. And like, I don't like pigeons. My mum is terrified of genuinely phobic of them, like nearly crashed the car. I'm not laughing because she nearly crashed the car. So she calls me and my mum's like crying and she's like, Oh my god, oh my god, a pigeon just flew in the car. A pigeon. I I didn't see it go out again. Can you check under the seats for me? So on FaceTime, she holds the phone under the car and I just see this poor pigeon on its side, <laughs> looking, looking with like startled wide eyes. And I had to be like, Mummy, I'm so sorry, it's still under the seat. And she was like, Oh my god. <laughs> she really freaked out. And then she had to call the RSPCA to come and remove this pigeon from her car. And like it, you know, they took a while to arrive and then this guy just like reached in scooped out the pigeon and it flew off like completely fine just like completely um oblivious of the <sighs> chaos and the drama at <laughs> so like I, that's quite funny actually like that's you know that, and that was really bill funny. that was the demon and he was, was like bill. how did that i get bill. in here <laughs> i am so he just sorry wanted to say hi you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, um oh Rosie, how do people find more more Rosie? Where do people go? I am on TikTok quite a lot as at Mary Child. And I use the same at Mary Child on Instagram. And I, I've started tweeting. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not very much, mostly retweets, but I am there as well. Um, and I also have a website, which amazingly uses my actual name and not at Mary Child, um, <laughs> which is rosietalbot.co.uk. Um, with information on my book and I've got lots of free extras that you can download um, and a short story set in the same world and artwork and maps and things like that on there. I love it. Ah, Thank you so much for being our guest. This was a delight. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really good fun. Rosie is amazing on TikTok. If any of you are on TikTok, I would really recommend. I mean, she does like yeah, she's just like a book talk queen. Um, she has like tales from the stockroom where she's worked as a bookseller. She has like such funny wow. bookselling anecdotes and then just like ghosty stuff, stuff about her pets. Also, um, I don't think we mentioned this in the interview, but Rosie like makes dresses and makes skirts and clothes. Yeah. Like the first time I met Rosie was at a uh, book thing over the summer and she was wearing a skirt that she'd handmade and it's like a kind of Austin-esque long ruffled thing with like, it's just, in- I don't know how she makes it. It's incredible. <laughs> She's so talented. Um, so if you want to check out that as well, I would recommend yeah. it because I was just like, Rosie, like you're living my dream. Like all I want to do is run around in big skirts Yeah, <laughs> and, and you managed to pull it off. <laughs> yeah. She mentioned she made her own wedding dress and I was like, yeah. And she was like, it was so easy. And I was like, okay, well that's definitely not easy, but <laughs> I love that you For think you, it was. <laughs> maybe. Uh, I'm going to send you some pictures of the skirts yes. that she's made Alexis. Thank like it, it's, it's incredible. So yeah. um, definitely check out that stuff. Yeah. And if you want us to realize our dream of, <laughs> moving to the British countryside and living amongst the animals, please support our show. (laughs) You can go to Uh, maximumfun.org slash join. Slash join. I think you're right. I think you nailed it. Did I get that right? Yep. Maximumfun.org slash join. Yeah. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You can become a member and yeah, help us live our dreams. Um, 
And if you are not in the place where you can do that right now, you can also just uh, rate, review, and subscribe to our show. That helps us a lot. Get the word out there. Yes. Tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter at Sea Creatures Pod and on Instagram at Comfort Creatures Podcast. And join us on Discord. The link is around. You'll find it. You can join us. It's a lot of fun. Um, it is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's in the link tree. I have updated it. Nice. So I'm like, it's really helpful when people let me know that that's inspired because <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not clicking through from there so yeah. do let me know yeah. if, if it's not working but at the moment it's working so please please do find us there yeah and I think you can also just from discord look up comfort creatures podcast comfort but, creatures um, <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's really fun people are like I'm really enjoying someone posted a uh, quiz where you could figure out what what your demon is so maybe you've been <gasps> listening and you're like what am I um, I'm gonna go do that right now. I haven't yeah. seen that yet. I've been really enjoying like the animal trivia that we're yes. getting. We're getting some really interesting trivia. Yeah, it's been it's been great. Honestly, it's so fun. And I'm like, I was worried that no one would do it, and I'm so glad that people are, you know, engaging. And I'm having me too. A good time. <laughs> it's just lovely to have a community. Yeah. You know, it's it's so nice. I spend a lot of my time working alone, so <laughs> it's really nice just to have people who are happy to chat about the same things that I'm chatting about. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's all our updates. Yeah, that's everything. All right. Well, I've been Alexis B. Preston. I've been Ella McLeod. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.